Hi guys, welcome to Balling with Reggie. Today we're covering my prediction for the season 2020-2021 of the NBA after the huge um, craziness that we saw with the bubble um, and unexpected finalists with the Miami. I just wanted to cover what I think and where I think the league will go um, this year before the league start and then I can reflect back at the end of the year and be like, hey, you know what? I was right. No, shout out to my boy Kobe, rest in peace. Um, Lakers fine, always forever, you know? If you know, you know, yes. But yeah, so last year, I think the way the season ended showed us that, you know what, nothing is guaranteed, nothing is for sure. Um, a lot of players might have taken it as for us their own advantage and come back this year better knowing that hey you know what i might not have that many year left on my contract on the team well who knows what will happen with the whole nba right and i think that this off season was really the time for every player especially the players that didn't make the bubble especially those teams to get way better right and this is where for if your ownership i would look at those players and be like hey you know what you had nine months to work out like nine full months to work out and you weren't a playoff team you weren't even good enough to be in the bubble so this is your time that you could showcase that you're different you know obviously this team like the warriors that i feel like took full advantage of this this break um even though clay Thompson just fell to another injury unfortunately but i feel like maybe some other team won't right um so i want to give a start with my prediction for this year now um First prediction, the MVP. The MVP last year was Yanis. Me personally, I think Yanis deserved MVP. Was it my MVP for the year? Not really. Um, for me, a most valuable player for a team starts with the definition of the sentence itself. If I take you out of the team, Right, which team loses loses more? That that's that's my that's where I start. That's literally where I start every year when I when I kind of choose my own MVP. If I take you out of your team, right? If let's say I'm taking Yanis out of the Milwaukee Bucks, already losing in the second round of the playoff. Yes, they are. Will they make the second round of the playoff? Yes, they will. They're already there. This there's something missing. Right, so your team will still reach that level without you, but they didn't really go that much further with you, right? The only game they won is when you weren't playing. So that says a lot about your impact on the team, right? So every year I kind of look at the player that hey, if I take this player out, where is this team sending? My pick, kind of for last year. I'm a Lakers fan, so obviously I wanted LeBron to get it just because he's an LA boy. But if I was fully following my standard, for me, the most valuable player last year was Luka Doncic. And no compare. Like nobody was even close. Not Bron, not um, Kawhi, not Giannis. I would say maybe Bron though. Maybe Bron. Just because if you look at the Lakers this year, this was the same team as the Pelicans in 2018, plus LeBron. The Pelicans were trash. You had LeBron, they win the ring. 
right? So we could see maybe LeBron. But if you look at the Mavericks, they're a lot redeemed without uh, Luca. If you take away Luca, they're a lot redeemed. That's it. That's that's just that's just how it is, you know. So I think that this year, looking at Luca's game, there's a lot of flaws that were there, still there in his game last year. He'll correct that for sure this year. For sure, I think Luca might still average the same amount of points. So we're talking about around 30 points. Uh, he might have a bit less rebound just because I feel like with Porzingis playing more, this is something that Porzingis will, will cover more and then dish it out to Luca, or maybe they'll change that, right? But I think he'll have a bit less to rebound, so I'll say about eight rebound and maybe 10, 11 assists. Easy, because this team that we got a bit better, um, there's some more shooters. Uh, Porzingis will be playing for a bigger portion of the year. So definitely I think that his assist percentage will go higher, right? Um, his points might even go higher just because there's a lot of flaws still in his shooting. But my thing is always with a shooter, right? And I think a lot of people will be like, oh, but Luka can't shoot, look at this, look at that. If you just look at the guy, right? Every time he's playing on the court, nobody will leave him open for a shot. That's that's just when you play ball, right? I'm not an NBA player. I'm not the best ball player in the world at all. But ask any basketball player. When you play ball, if I leave you open for a shot, regardless of what's the shot, you can't shoot. That's just what it is. That's when you know a player can't shoot. Westbrook. It's not a shooter. People will leave him open to take shots. He's a bad shooter. That's a bad shooter. Westbrook. DeAndre Jordan. You know? Montresaro. Um, who else? Shaq. You know? Ben Simmons. This is this this is the treatment. Lonzo Ball when you start. This is the treatment you get when you're not a good shooter. I'm leaving, I'm giving you that shot. I won't even edge on you because it's a waste of energy. Let me just go get ready for the bar. Because I know you're not making that shot. That's a bad shooter. But when you look at Luca, his shot selection could be better. And I think that his shot selection is a reason why his shooting percentage is so low. And I think that's something that will grow next year, right? It takes a lot of contested shot. If he doesn't take a contested shot, what's his percentage then? You know? Or if he takes a regular shot, another four shot, another shot down the shot clock, you know? Because I feel like the way Luca plays, um, some people might say I'm a bit crazy, but I see a lot of his shooting selection to be similar to the one Kobe would take. And that's that's not a compliment. You know, Kobe was my guy, but that's not a compliment. You know, if you shoot shot selection of the same as Kobe, it's like, no, that's, that's not a good shot selection. It's a difficult shot selection. You being able to make it makes you that much better, but it's not a good shot selection, right? So I just feel like, hey, what, what happened if Luca gets better? Right? I feel like this year Luca was disrespected, but now, now that we have a new season coming, what happens if Luca gets better? If what happens if he gets two more points a game, two more assists, and two more boards? That's nothing in terms of increase. That's not a big increase. That's, that's a guy that's scoring ten points to score score twelve. That's a guy that has four board to grab six. That's a guy that gets six assists to get eight. You know. This is great, but we're not looking at the biggest improvement. You know, you're not getting most improved player of the year with two, two, two. You know, it's you know we know you had a better season. You know, but if Luca gets two, two, two more, then this guy will be at 32 points a game, 11 assists, 11 rebounds, 32, 11, and 11. 
third season. 32, 11, 11. Let's just that sink in for a moment. 32, 11, 11. If this guy just gets a bit better. Just a bit. And think about it. His free throw is not that great. So then let's say if Luca gets decent at the free throw. There, there's this, this two points per game right there. Luca misses more than three free throws a game. So, boom. He gets good at the free throw. That's his two points are there. So that's covered. Same game as last year. Two more free throws. The guy is at 32. Bored. You get more athletic. You know, better positioning, better understanding on when to take the board. And so always trying to grab the board, maybe you could do those type board. Because if you tap, that's a board, right? And be able to set your player. You know, just go in here, tap it to the, your next player, start running, get the ball, then do the pass. Right? Do two more of those in the game, that's 11 board, right? And assist, assist just depends. Assist, look, always give open looks, you know? So then assist only build depending on will your player make the shot or not. So if you have a better supporting cast and you pass first guy, right, your assist count will go higher. Look at what happened with LeBron now when he was like, hey, you know what, I'll be a point guard this year. And you team him up with 80. You know, you could look, I think LeBron was like, what, four or five assists only to Anthony Davis per, day, per games. Four or five assists with one guy, right? Then for the entire rest of the team, you're the point guard, you have an extremely high usage rate. And one guy gives you five assists or four. That means now with the rest of the entire team, you get you have to grab six and you have ten, right? That's why LeBron was able to assist, uh, average six assists so easily, right? So same thing, Luka can create the same thing with Porzingis. You know, Porzingis and Luka, Luka can get easily five, six, maybe seven assists with Porzingis. Easy, because Porzingis is extremely good catch and shooter. And he makes great decision when he just is on the drive, when he makes a cut, right? Or just a lob and first easy alley-oop. So you can have four, five assists. Um, or six, maybe six assists with Porzingis and the rest for the rest of the team, right? So I said that the first, my first position is Luka Doncic for MVP. Um, if you think someone else should be MVP or someone else has a better chance to be MVP this year, um, be realistic about it though, you know? I don't want to hear Chris Paul, like, no. Chris Paul will not have a better season than Luka Doncic. Just forget about that. Kawhi Leonard, I don't want to hear this guy either. He won't have a better season than Luka. Um, Paul George, same thing again. Like, Luca is better than all those guys. Like, I'll just put it straight like that. Luca is better than those guys. Because the, the what Luca gives to a team is that, hey, you're down 3D team. That should be a lot. You should be a lottery team. And I give you that rookie and then boom, you're a playoff team. You know, you go game seven against the Clippers. Clippers, which were favorite last year. You know, again, I don't think the Clippers was that good last year because even Denver got them down. But just the fact that he was able to get there and to ball even though he was injured. And think about it now. Porzingis went down, Luka went down, they went game seven down the stretch. What if Porzingis was playing and Luka was still playing 100% throughout the playoff? Now we're looking at Clippers could have been upset by the Mavericks, you know? So you're looking at Luka in a different way if, if that would have happened, you know? Um, rookie of the year now. Great rookie of the year. There's a lot of potential this season, but a big thing with the rookie of the year is like, who are you playing with? Or are they gonna give you the ball and you're able to kind of like just do everything you gotta do? Or are you stuck with just one person and that gets the ball all the time, is your superstar, and then your rookies don't really touch the ball, right? And that's the situation that you have to look with some of those rookies, right? My first pick for a rookie of the year, when I, when I sat down and thought about it, I was like, man, you know what, Cole Anthony. Because Cole Anthony is a baller. Cole Anthony is an extremely good guy, uh, really persistent. He's a guy that has a lot of potential. 
problem is though, isn't the matrix. And a lot of people will be like, oh, what is that a problem? You'll have play time. DJ Augustine is essentially playing Cole Anthony's position. In terms of like what Cole Anthony gives to a team, this is what DJ Augustine is doing right now. And right now, DJ Augustine is better than Cole Anthony. So for Cole Anthony to have his foot set and to have all the touch that he needs to get comfortable, then DJ Augustine will have to have less touch or less playing time, which won't happen in the first year, right? So um, it'll be difficult for Cole Anthony to kind of like set his foot strongly in the first year. I think it'll be something that comes throughout his time there. A bit more like Marco Porter Jr., where you won't see that much playing time, but the team will hold on to you because they know you're good. And after one, two, three years, you'll be like a strong piece of the team, if not the new store. But you won't be like a first year coming in and you're just balling because you just won't have the playing time that you, you want for for that. So that's why I think that the one that will most likely be rookie of the year, um, after seeing the first NBA season games, preseason games, I'm looking at, I think, Isaac Okoro. Because um, I, like, I look at everybody else, and I think everybody was was in the situation where they won't get the chance to be Rookie of the Year, right? Wiseman is high on my board, right? If Wiseman gets it, I wouldn't be surprised because he's an extremely great developing team. We're looking at the Golden State Warriors, he's a center, he's starting, he's a starting player, so then he has all the chance for himself to kind of go and ball, right? But Isaac Okoro, I think, will really be someone that just will come out of the blue and surprise everybody. He's here. There's this opportunity for him to play. You know, Clarkson is not on the team anymore. Um, if I'm a coach, CDS, there's nobody in, the, in Cleveland that I'm like, hey, you know what? I have to make you play. You know, I have, Cleveland has the time to try whatever. Just try and retro whatever you have. You know, Isaac Okoro, um, I feel like he's a hungry guy. Um, he can shoot, guard jump run he has a good positioning basketball he's not a guy that needs the ball he's a guy that has a good positioning and i think right now that's the best thing for rookies if you have a good positioning and rookies and other players now feel good positioning now you get it's easier for you to get your buckets because you're at the right place at the right moment you know you don't have to be the first option on the floor to get the ball a lot right if you're always a guy being open then you're always a guy open so then if you have a good point guard and you're always a guy open you're getting the ball before the first option that's being guard you know, so that's kind of like what we saw with Steph Curry, where it's like, hey, let me come in. And he slowly crept in on everybody because he was already well positioned, right? And same thing with Clay. So funny that they were in the same team. But when you're a guy like that and you're always at the right spot, then you're ending up, you'll end up shining regardless, you know? Um, so I think really Isaiah Okoro, Isaiah Okoro, if Cleveland has a good development team, if they make sure to focus and make him what he could be, then Isaac Okoro has an extremely, as a like a high ceiling, extremely big chance to have Rookie of the Year. That's my pick for Rookie of the Year this year. I know it's out of nowhere. There's Lamelo Ball, there's James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, all those guys. But I don't think anybody else is in a position except James Wiseman maybe. I don't think anybody else is in a position where you know you could come out the gate and just perform, 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 and you'll have that that freedom to do so, right? Uh, just did, I'm pretty sure, trying to go for a chip. So Wiseman won't have the time to go crazy like that um, and trial and error, right? I feel more likely they'll go with a, a safe way to play. So James Wiseman will have great point, great stats. But I think Isaac Okoro will, be, will go above him a bit, you know? Um, most improved player. I know a lot of you out there might be haters. 
you know i know a lot of you people out there might call me crazy after i tell you this lonzo ball will be most improved player this year just that's it reason why easy his assist count will double i'm telling you double his assist count will double so now the guys that will be like a, i'm telling you he'll be more than 12, 10 assists a game that's first you took away drew holiday so now your best defending player on the team now is lonzo that's the best guard that's the best defender on the team is lonzo now so now automatically the defensive minute that drew holiday was getting or going to lonzo that's it just a defensive end lonzo is just a monster it's just that good he's a lanky guard lonzo is one top 10 best passing guard in the league i don't care what you say he's already top 10 and and the passing passing guard top 10 in the league easy i would i won't tell you where i put him in the top 10 because some people might just cancel me or flag me and just you know like you just put a little like um a notification to youtube and just be like oh you know i dislike my stuff and then no but i'm telling you top 10 assist guard in the league for sure um so i'm pretty sure he left more than 10 assists his rebound count, I think, is lengthy guy. Lonzo is extremely good at boxing out. His positioning is impeccable. So I think Lonzo will be around like seven, seven to ten rebound a game, right? Points. The last stretch of the season before the bubble, Lonzo was around twenty-one point a game. I think that this year is a year where Lonzo will be able to maintain that or even give you more. Reason being, Lonzo problem is the way his mechanics were. If you send him in a double team or he's too contested, he's throwing off his shots by himself, right? There's a lot of stress on him because he was a focal point on most defense. Like they don't want to see one Lonzo shine with Zion on the court. And I think that's what helped Lonzo's numbers with Zion on the court. Lonzo will always have at least one, only one player to beat or no one, right? And that's where Ingram and Lonzo were eating last year when Zion came back because their player is always on Zion. Because if no, then it's easy bucket. So if, and that's, and the, with a guy like Lonzo, the reason why I say he'll game for that so much because it's easy. Lonzo is so dangerous playing with a guy like Zion because like, hey, are you doubling Zion? If no, I'm getting an assist right there because I'm just giving him the ball and that's it, bucket. If you're doubling Zion, then I'm getting my fresh open shot and there's no stress anymore. So I'm just making that little floater, a little drive. Lonzo is extremely athletic too. So you can just drive to the basket. And if ever you're courting, coming to help, then you can just drop it down to Zion. It's easy bucket. So, and also for him, there's no, that, there's no more that stress of, oh, if I miss, because if he miss, Zion is just going to clean that. So with this in place, right? And if, again, you need to have a great coaching, but with this in place, I think that they are able to do so much more and Lonzo will profit from that dramatically. You're looking at like a complete change of the player. Like I'm pretty sure people will start screaming MVP, MVP, MVP. And yes, I'm telling you guys, I'm patreon Lonzo averaging a double double, a triple double next season. Or at least a double double for sure. At least like 20, 10, 10 that I'm giving him, right? Or 27 and 10, at least. Because having 10 assists is like scoring 20 points. Trust me. You know, trust me guys. Steal of the draft, Cole Anthony. I'm not saying he won't be rookie of the year, but it'll be a steal of the draft. Reason being, 
Cole Anthony was too good to be to go down low that low on the draft. He was way too good to go that low on the draft. You know, way too good. And then once he'll get his foot there and start playing the way he's playing, and you guys will start seeing that he's not injured and you'll just find his positioning and where he sets in this offense, you'll see Cole Anthony will be the still of the draft. You know, he'll be like at the end of the year and going towards the next year. Or hopefully if they make the playoff. I don't think this year the Magic will make the playoff, actually. But if ever they make the playoff this year, you'll see a player balling. If you want to see like someone like Tyler Hero or Kendrick Nunn that just come out of nowhere, Kyle Kuzma, um, Donovan Mitchell, all those guys that just came out of nowhere and they're just balling, Colin Anthony could be that guy. If Colin Anthony ends up being Rookie of the Year, you know, I know I said I don't think it'll be, you know, I'll be surprised. But for sure, I think Colin Anthony will be the still of the draft. 100%. Like this guy is a baller. This guy just got injured at the wrong time and got a bad injury. You know, it's hard to come back from those type of injuries, but Corey Anthony is definitely a baller that deserves to be watched, you know? And for the last thing, the mellow ball will give you 15, 10, and 8. 15, 10, and 8. That's it. If you just look at the way this guy is playing, this guy had 0.10 boards for assists. Is 10 board. 10 board in 16 minutes. 10 rebound in 16 minutes. Most centers in the league don't get those don't get those stats. Most centers in the league. This type of stat, 10 boards, 16 minutes. This is your great big man. 10 rebound and 16 minutes. You're great big man. And like Lonzo, like Braun, I don't know where this comes from. I think Braun is the one that really developed that idea. Take the ball, dish it down to the first guy open at the top. Those type of cherry-picking assists, Lamelo can get them till the end of time. I'm telling you, Lamelo will have 15 points a game, 10 board a game, 8 assists a game. Mark my word. You know, guys? Mark my word. You guys will be surprised. And then they'll end up treating Terry Rosie. But that's for another video, guys. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. See you next time.